Welcome to the podcast for Gateway Baptist Church. You're listening to a message from our Logan campus. Find us at gatewaybaptist.com.au if you'd like to connect with us as we seek to change lives by following Jesus in our community, our nation, and our world. Uh, I don't know about you, but it's at the start of a start of a new year, at the start of a new decade, it's, it's kind of one of those things that we stop and we reflect. We reflect on the year that's gone and we reflect on the decade that's gone. And so I thought what would be the wise thing to do is kind of reflect a little bit. And so I did a little bit of Google work and worked out what's happened in the last 10 years. So here's just a snapshot of what's happened around our nation and around our world in the last 10 years. In the last 10 years, iPads got launched. In the last 10 years, Instagram happened. In the last 10 years, Android mobile phones unfortunately happened as well. And Apple watches and Fitbit watches and Candy Crush. He's a Candy Crush fan. Yep. He doesn't want to put the hand up. All right, all right. So Candy Crush happened. Siri, thank Jesus for Siri. Angry Birds. Who, who remembers Angry Birds? Who still plays Angry Birds? Yep. Uh, climbing Uluru ceased happening. We got GPS on our mobile phones. Netflix arrived. Uber happened. Airbnbs happened. All of the Marvel movies got made except for Iron Man. We all began to FaceTime each other. The Commonwealth Games happened on the Gold Coast. One Direction, unfortunately, the band was formed. Game of Thrones began. <laughs> Princess William and Catherine Middleton got married. Britain voted to leave the, UN, the, the, the European Union, I think. Uh, planking became a crisis. Who remembers planking? You know, we, we, everyone lied on the ground and took a photo and thought that was cool. Anyway, so that happened. Uh, Queen Elizabeth turned 100. Does anyone know? Did she actually write herself a card to say happy to myself 100th birthday? I don't know. Um, Kangdam Style was seen 3.4 billion times on YouTube. Who remembers that song, the really, really annoying one? The, the one, yeah, okay, and no, I'm not going to go any further. Uh, we have had seven prime ministers. And in 2010, the Morrow family consisted of Shadi and myself, Allegra was three, Reuben was two, and Jude was minus four. And it was a de- it's a decade that we celebrated leaving nappies. We brought our, house, our first home, grey hairs arrived, and the Aussies beat the Poms three times in the ashes, and Melbourne Storm won three NRL, NRL premierships. And Gateway Baptist Church, no comment, but Gateway Baptist Church only had one location, 1,052 Mount Gravatt, Capalabar Road in McKenzie. But since then, we've planted our campus and three more. You know, it's the moments like this where sometimes it's just a really good reminder for all the things that have happened, the stuff that we forgot about and the stuff that we wish we never knew, such as uh, Gangnam Style and One Direction. But in 2019, while there was a lot of great things that happened, for some of you I'm aware it's also been a year where you've, where you've encountered significant loss and sadness and you had to wrestle through some of those things. But despite however your year ended, whether your year ended on a high or your year ended in struggles, this morning we remember that that our God is faithful. And that no matter what your year looked like, you see, sometimes we can go, you know what, is our God faithful? You know what, I want to say that our God is faithful because you are here this morning. Because I know for some of you, you've wondered and questioned whether last year you would make it to 2020. Congratulations, you are here and I am here as well. 
See, the beginning of a brand new year and the beginning of a brand new decade, it's, it's easy to stop and pause and reflect. And I was driving in the car this week and I was, I was actually pausing and reflecting and just thinking about the, the things that have happened in, in my life and our family's life and our church's life. And, and I was driving in the car filled with a sense of gratitude and thankfulness to our God for all that He has done in my life and our lives. And then it struck me. It struck me as I reflected and as I, as I looked back on the year that my car has something that your car has and your car has something that you're the person next to you, unless they're a child. Uh, their car, in fact, they've probably got a car, so that's, anyway. Uh, and so one of the things that my car has and your car has is it has a rear vision mirror, a rear vision mirror. And so your revision mirrors are important because they, they help us when we, when we need to look behind us when we go to change lanes or they help us when we, when we know when we need to reverse to make sure that we can do so safely. But I don't know about you, but not, my car, not just my car has a revision mirror, but our lives have revision mirrors. And, and I thought I would just do something creative and just kind of make a little revision mirror of what our, wives can, what our lives can, I just need to adjust my revision mirror. It's a little bit, there, there we go. Is, is that a pimple? And so we, we can so easily, we can so easily, and we do, we've got, we've got revision mirrors on our lives, moments where we look back at all the things that we've done and all the things that have happened to us. But I wanna say to you this morning, and this is really distracting, so I'm gonna take it off just for a moment that you can't move forward always looking in your rear vision mirror. See, if you ever met someone who seems to spend their life walking around and they, and they simply always seem to be living in the past. You know, they, they're living in their past successes and the things where they've made it and the things that they've done so well. Or maybe they've lived in the past of regrets and loss and, and challenges and situations. And they seem to be in this stuck place looking backwards. This morning, we're gonna look at a really short passage we're going to look at a passage where, where Jesus is in the middle of his ministry and is growing and he's, he's got a crew of, of disciples. We would probably call them more like apprentices. And, and, and John the Baptist, who was Jesus's cousin, also had a crew, a posse that was following him. And, and John the Baptist's uh, disciples didn't like Jesus's disciples. You see, John the Baptist's disciples were stuck in their past. They were stuck looking in their revision mirror. They were keeping the rules and they were keeping the regulations of their faith and they're living and doing the rituals that they would do in their part of the Jewish faith and they'd been doing it for such a long period of time but Jesus's disciples weren't doing the same things they weren't living the same lifestyles obeying the same rules and regulations as time and time again and so John the Baptist's disciples come to Jesus to complain about him and we're going to read one verse out of Matthew chapter 9, verse 17. And this is Jesus' response to those disciples. Neither do people put new wine in old wineskins. If they do, the skin will burst, and the wine will run out, and the wine skin will be ruined. No, they pour wine, they pour new wine into new wineskins, and both are preserved. Now we read that and go. Jesus, I'm not quite sure what you mean. How does that correlate with that? 
But see, if you, are, if you lived in, first, in the first century Palestine AD, you understood exactly what Jesus, you thought you knew exactly what Jesus was talking about. You see, Jesus, they knew because wine was the most common drink that they would drink in the Middle East. And, and yet they had no bottling companies, obviously, and they had no refrigeration. And so they had to come up a way of being able to keep this precious commodity so that it didn't spoil and didn't spill and didn't go off. And so what they came up with is they, they came up with this thing called a wineskin. It's a wineskin bag and it was made of leather. And the, the leather was made from was, was most often goats because they're smaller. And they were, they were once the... the, 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 the Flesh and the, the bones were removed from the skin. It was then tanned over an acacia wood fire. And then they would, get all, they would sew up all of the, the openings of the animals until they left the, the neck of the, 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 the skin open. And then they would pour their unfermented wine into the wine skin. And then they would sew up the end so that, there was, so that no wine could be spilled, that no air could get in or vice versa. And, and what would happen over time is as the wine began to ferment, the bag would get bigger because of the gases. That, and so the, the, the skin would be, begin to stretch and expand. And as it began to stretch and expand, it would also begin to get harder and tougher, protecting the valuable wine inside. And they knew that what you didn't do is you didn't put new unfermented wine in an old wineskin. Because what would happen is the bag's already stretched, the bag's already a little bit hard, and what would happen is the gases would build, and they would build, and they would build, and they would build, and then bang, the bag would pop. And you would not just lose the bag, but you would also lose the wine. And so they knew what you didn't do is you didn't put new wine into an old bag. You put new wine into new wine skins. See, Jesus here is saying that his presence and his teaching was something new and that, was, that would signal the end of the old. You see, Jesus didn't come to pour himself out into an old Jewish faith. Jesus came to, Jesus didn't come, sorry, to reform an old worn out system, but to fulfill it, to introduce something that was going to be radically new, something that would be, that would bring life, something would bring hope and something that would bring a freedom. See, he would be ultimately, he would be the ultimate sacrifice or the atonement for our sins. So the sacrificial system that they lived with would no longer have to be the system that they used any longer. That they would not have to kill an animal so that they could be right in the eyes of God again. See, Jesus, in a sense, was saying, it's time to stop living in our rear vision mirrors. But the Pharisees loved wearing their helmets and they loved looking at themselves and they loved looking behind themselves and seeing and, and living their lives according to the rules and the regulations and the things that they did and the things that we should all do. And, and so they, they loved living in their lives in this space of having control and being able to control others by the rules and regulations. But 2,000 years later, God is still in the business of creating new 
things. And I don't know where you are this morning, but I just, as we walk into 2020, a new new year and a new decade, I've been filled with such an incredible sense of expectation and excitement that that God is in the business and God wants to bring you wineskins into my life, into your life and into our campus. And that, that one of the things that we need to do is prepare ourselves, prepare our hearts for a stretching, for an expanding, for the things that God wants to do in and through your life and in and through our campus. But we can't move forward always looking in your rear vision mirror. So there's times where we need to, there's seasons where we need to take the helmets off of our lives. We need to stop looking at our past. We need to stop looking at the things that happened to us or the things that we've did or the successes and the triumphs that we've had and or maybe the failures that so hold us back from the new that God has in store for you this morning. So I remember one day, I was 19 years old, and I was driving my white Ford XL Falcon with chrome 12 slider mags on it with big fat tires. And I was uh, coming around a corner. I went to change gears. And so I, I stuck my foot on the clutch, grabbed the gear stick, went to change. And all of a sudden, I felt like, uh, I felt like Luke Skywalker holding his lightsaber. See, the gear stick that I was normally stuck into the gearbox of my car was now held in my hand like a, like a, like a lightsaber. And I, and I didn't know why, why, quite what to do at that particular moment. So I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to drive home. And so I began to creep my way home. Now, that trip should normally take you about 15 minutes. It took me nearly an hour and a half in second gear to drive home up and down really big and steep hills. And when I got home, I I ripped the the center console out of my car and pulled the car park, the, the carpet back and I looked through the, through, down into the top of the gearbox and there sat a little white plastic clip. And I grabbed the pliers out and I thought that looks a little bit strange. So I snuck it in, pulled it out and that little white plastic clip was broken. And that little white plastic, that little white plastic clip affected the entirety of my car. Is there something broken or stuck in our lives this morning? Is there something that's been holding us back from all that God has in store for us? Is, is there something that we've not, we've not surrendered to God? Something that we're holding on going, God, I just, this is my little bit and I just don't know if I can trust you. I've been let down by other people or other situations. I'm not sure if I trust you with that, what will happen? Or, or maybe it's just a, there's something in you, this is your sense of security. There's something in you that you just don't know if you can surrender fully everything to God. Or maybe there's a hidden sin in our lives. Something that no one else knows about, not our spouse, not a friend, no one except for God. And we sit there going, you know what, every time someone talks about it, we feel the poking and yet we just, we feel carry guilt and we carry shame and we don't want to deal with it. So I want to say to you this morning that there is more to life than limping around your life stuck in second gear. So I want to say to you this morning that everything that happened this, this last year, maybe even say this last decade, was meant to make you stronger. It is not meant to be your destination. You see, your past isn't your destination. Your past is your education. 
You see, sometimes we so easily get stuck in, in our past and we forget to live our lives. Oh, sorry, we, we get so stuck in our past that we, don't, that we live our lives in our past. But we believe in a God who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That our God is a God of brand new beginnings. That our God, by His nature, He never changes. His love is steadfast. His compassion never runs out. He is faithful to the very end. And He always has something new in store for you. He has something in store for me that's brand new so that we can be more like Christ. You see, whilst He is the same, we don't need to be. See, the strength that God is the same means this, that He still forgives. It means that He still hopes. It means that He still gives courage. It means that He still gives grace. It means that He still gives new life. It means that He still gives brand new starts. It means that He still gives new beginnings when we feel like there can be no more. Isaiah 43, 19. God talking to the nation of Israel after they blew it time and time again says this. Forget the former things. Don't dwell on the past. How many of us need to just focus on that this morning? Just stop and just stop thinking about what's been past. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. So I was thinking about this whole concept idea of a revision mirror. And it struck me as I, as I wrote it and as I read it, there's two parts of the word revision. One is the first part, re, which just simply means again. And the second part is the word vision, which means this according to the dictionary. An act, the act or power of anticipating that which will or may come to be. In other words, what I sense God's wanting to say to you and He's wanting to say to me this morning, that we need to remember again with anticipation of what God will do this year. That it's time to start re-envisioning our lives. That it's time to start remembering some things. And I want us to remember three simple things this morning. Three, three simple things that will change your life. Three simple things that will help us to re-vision our lives. The first one is this, that God loves you. I just want to let that sink in. That the God who created space, the God that created all of the, 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 the planets and the galaxies, the God that, that created our earth, the God that created the trees and the animals and the birds and the everything else, that the God that created everything loves you. God loves you. Second fact I want you to remember is that God through His Holy Spirit is with you. I like to remember it like this. God plus me equals always enough. God 
plus you equals always enough. That God is with you. And lastly, that God wants to help you. Pastor Dave, is that where you've come to church? That's what I've come to church to hear this morning. Something as simple as that. Yes, that's exactly right. That God loves you. That He is with you this year, no matter what you face. And that God will help you. Church, now is the time. We can make a different path. Today, this year can be different to last year, but it requires your first step. On July 22nd, 2018, 39 people in my family, 44 people, took a step to plant this campus. And the history is still being written. What is your next step? So you can let 2020 just happen to you or you can begin to take some steps to bring some change into what was and what could be. But I wanna ask you a question. What are you waiting for this morning? See, we've got a God who loves you. We've got a God who is with you and we've got a God who wants to help you. And with Him, anything is possible. Do you believe that? Do you believe that with Him, anything is possible? See, if you do, what are you waiting for? What am I waiting for? What are your next steps this year? I was thinking about it last night, going, what, what, what are some of our next steps? Well, maybe for some of you, your next step this year, beginning of a brand new year, beginning of a brand new decade, is start, to start serving start getting involved, to start realising that God has gifted you with gifts, that God wants to use those gifts. My kids got Christmas presents at Christmas. The worst thing they could have done is to leave them packaged up underneath the Christmas tree and just looked at them every now and then. Just gone, whoa, look at that, that looks amazing. How much fun do you reckon that would be? But never, ever using them. This year, can I encourage you, unwrap the present. Take some steps. They're going to be a little bit scary. But let me tell you something. Let me give you a little bit of a sneak peek. Yes, it might be scary, but the fruit is amazing. As you begin to take some steps and go, God, just use me. We see God do exceedingly above more than you can possibly dream and you can imagine as God uses you. What are your next steps? Maybe this year we need to, you need to start tithing. My prayer for our campus this year is that we have freedom in our finances. Last year, we have a budget that we've got to meet every month and every year. And at the end of the year, we we're $1,500 short of the budget that we're supposed to reach as campus. And normally, that's a really bad thing. Normally, it's kind of like if you're under, that's bad. If you're plus, that's awesome. Except for the fact that all of the trajectories for our campus was that we were never supposed to get anywhere near meeting our budget. We missed by this much. But we missed because we are a generous church. 
And but you know what I love, church? That we are a generous church in our finances. We were a generous church in our love towards one another. You know, I had the privilege this week of, of taking a bag of Christmas presents to an amazing guy in our church who's gone through so much on behalf of another family. See, we are a generous church. Maybe your next steps are to get baptised in that baptismal pool. At the start of February, we've got a baptism service and we've got some people who are really keen to get baptised. A little bit nervous, a little bit scared, but really keen. Can I encourage you? Maybe that's your next step this year. Or maybe this morning, your next step is simply to say yes to Jesus. Maybe you've never stepped foot in a church before. Maybe you've been coming here for a little while, just kind of check it out to make sure it's all legit. Maybe this morning, you just need to say yes. But the team are going to sing the chorus of this song called No Longer Slaves. And I want us just to take a moment at the beginning of a brand new year, brand new decade, to stop and reflect. To stop and reflect on what God has done and stop and reflect and ask the question, what are your next steps? As the team sings this song, No Longer Slaves, it's God's reminder to us that we are no longer slaves to our sin. We're no longer slaves to our addictions, that we are no longer slaves to the, the things that we once were or the things that have been done to us or against us or the things that we've allowed to happen to us or we've done to others, that we are no longer slaves, that we are no longer slaves to sin. And through Jesus, we are no longer slaves to death, but there is a promise of eternal life. See, we, you, are no longer slaves, but you are a child of God. This morning, what's your next step? Give you a moment to think on that. I want to ask one question. I talked about the next steps that we could take, and the last one of those was to say yes to Jesus. You know what? You might have stepped first, stepped into church for the first time this morning. You've been, might have been coming since we launched. But honestly, if you're honest with yourself, you've not made that decision. This morning, we want to help you in that journey to make the best decision you'll ever make. The Bible says that when one person gives their life to Jesus, a party happens in heaven. Have you ever thought about that? It's a pretty amazing party. I mean, if heaven throws a party, I reckon it makes New Year's Eve parties look really tame. And they throw a party because of one person, because of someone like you, someone like me, who gives their life to Jesus. So I'm going to invite everyone just to keep your eyes open because this is the best decision. It's not something to be shamed about. It's not, well, this is an awkward moment. No, 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 this is the best moment. In fact, the whole of this service, the whole of this church, the point of it is about to happen. Where it's actually all about you meeting a maker that loves you, a God that loves you so much that He sent His one and only Son for someone like you to give you a brand new start, to give you freedom from your past and a certainty about your eternity. So this morning, if you want to simply say yes to Jesus for the first time you've not done it, can I just invite you to raise your hand? Why don't you do that now with me? Best call 
you'll ever make. You know what? Best way to start 2020. Come on, is that you this morning? Is that you this morning? Simply say yes to Jesus. Let me pray. Dearly Father, we thank you. Thank you that you are in the business of doing new things. God, the thank you that you turn old, ratty things and people like me and you can do something with us. God, thank you that you died for us so that we can have eternal life and the promise of eternity with you. That no matter what happens, no fire, no loss, no grief, no nothing, that there is hope and it's found in you. So Jesus, let us take the revision mirrors off our lives. Let us look forward to what you are going to do in our lives and then through our lives. In Jesus' name. Welcome to the podcast for Gateway Baptist Church. You're listening to a message from our Logan campus. Find us at gatewaybaptist.com.au if you'd like to connect with us as we seek to change lives by following Jesus in our community, our nation, and our world.